All right, and we are live. Thank you for joining Cardboard Culture for another Tuesday edition. Uh, we want to thank last, last week's guest and hobby veteran, Susan Lodgedi, Suze, for being on our show. It was an honor for, our, for us to have her share her stories, career stops, her Jeter PC, and, and her love for Supernatural. She, continue, she continues to be an inspirational leader to women collectors in the hobby. You can catch her every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern with Card Chat on her Twitter platform and over at uh, Culturefly. Uh, for tonight's show, I am honored to introduce a man who is well-known for his famous line quotes during box breaks, the OG to utilize the YouTube platform for breaking boxes and uploading all the videos for everyone to see, a genuine all-around great guy in the hobby, Chris Justice of Cards Infinity. Chris. Hey. Welcome to the show. Thanks. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, good. Cool. Good. So, uh... Thank you very much for coming on the show. So we've got a, a lot of questions for you, and hopefully the crowd will also have a lot of questions. And for those of you listening um, and early on, you can ask questions at any time. We'll pause and let Chris uh, definitely answer those questions. Um, okay. Feel free to be yourselves and candid, and we'll bring your questions up on screen. So let's start off, Chris. So I want to actually talk to you about what made you take that leap of faith and become uh, a brick and mortar selling sports cards. And the second part of the question is what is your PC card? So I'll let you answer those two. Okay. What started as a brick and mortar? Um, I started a, as most, just to get a, like a backstory, I started collecting cards in the eighties, like just about everyone. I think <laughs> that's in my age, I should say. And, um, and I got out of the hobby for the longest time. And then my friends introduced me to all these cool autograph and Jersey cards back in like 2004. And I got full blown addicted to opening boxes. I was going to, I lived in Fayetteville at the time and I was opening, uh, I was going to the hobby store there and just buying just about every box that I could find. I would go to Walmart, Target. I was just buying, back then, believe it or not, they sold hobby boxes in Walmart. Um, you could get like 2004 certified baseball and stuff like that right in right in Walmart. Anyway, I would be buying up everything just trying to find these jersey and autograph cards, right? So I moved back to Wilmington and there's a card store there and he is so overpriced. It's ridiculous. Like I want to go buy all those boxes, but I'm like, geez, I could get this stuff like so much cheaper online. So I came up with the idea. I was like, man, I have a bunch of friends that really like this like I do. I was like, I could probably buy, go, get, get hooked up with someone and buy boxes, start a store, sell boxes, make a living doing it and set them way undercut our only store in town. And this guy had a lot of business, right? So I said, I said, oh, whatever, I'm going to do it. I took like, I had, I had hardly any money, but I took $14,000 to blow out cards. You guys all know blowout, I'm sure. <laughs> I drove to blow out cards in Virginia with $14,000 with a truck. And I just bought every box I could think of just to put in this truck and bring back. And then I uh, rented a store, got my, uh, everything turned in my name and started a store. <laughs> and that's pretty much how it started. Cool. So you said my, my idea was that I could beat this guy so badly in price. And he was, I'm telling you back then he was charging like 110 for tops Chrome when everybody else was charging 70 online. It was ridiculous. <laughs> what you year would I mean? that have been? I'm sorry. What year would that have been? Uh, 2006. Well, actually, 2005. I started in 2006. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, back then, uh, seventy dollars for Topps Chrome was kind of expensive. Nowadays, it's free. <laughs> if you can find a box for seventy dollars, that's like they gave it to you for free. <laughs> that's hilarious. So back Especially then, for hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, back then, uh, when I got married, uh, to quick segue here. Mm -hmm. Um, I have this thing where every place I go visit, I have to see a hobby store. Like I have to find one. Oh, right? sure. Mm -hmm. So we're in, uh, just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. And I made her drive 
I can't remember how I got there, but I drove like two hours to this little hobby shop. She bought one pack of cards, and I remember back then, I think it was Justin Upton was the big hit. Oh, cool. Back in 2006? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was 2006 with Justin Upton. I can't remember. It was Bowman Chrome. But I mean, she bought that one pack, and she made me sell it, and thank God she did. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so, again, where did you uh, – so you said you used to go around buying packs and boxes at Walmart. I'm surprised even back then. I don't remember Walmart having stuff back then. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably a good thing I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> So what would you consider your, your PC items? Like, what do you collect? As um, far as PC, I, ha I buy I buy collections. Like, people that come in, I actually got bought a big collection from a guy that was actually buying boxes from me. And I've been actually giving the cards away. So for my PC, I would say I keep that on eBay. I'm just kidding. Um, that's where most people keep their PC collection. Where? On eBay. <laughs> that's where. Uh, but anyway, I have, like, so many cards right now. I wouldn't say there's any specific player. Back in the day, I used to really, like, find these players that I thought were undervalued, right? Um, and I would be like, oh, I'm going to, like, for instance, Cordero Patterson, Solomon Jones. There's just like so many uh, Isaiah Thomas, and I'll be like, "Oh, I'm going to buy up all their cards." It seemed like every single player I picked, their cards plummeted in price. And I'll be Terrence Williams was another one that kid from Louisville. Um, 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 I would just be buying up all their cards, and I'm like, their prices would go straight down. I'm like, "Geez, what am I going to do with all these cards now?" <laughs> but um, if you buy them specifically to just you love the players, that's awesome. But a lot of people buy them with the intention that, "Hey, I'm a PC this guy, and maybe in the future he's going to be really good." and I'll have a whole pile of his cards, you know what I mean? So there's not a specific player these days I PC, but I have tons. I have, I don't know, a few four rows just filled with autographs, jerseys, and all kinds of stuff. So You, uh, you, you have quite a few fans. Um, just quickly, like I've seen a whole gamut of people, and uh, do I really want to ask this question, or is this a non-PC question? Don't ask about the Hardy Boys. Oh, uh, the Hardy Boys story? Yeah, I guess that's something you could share. Like someone brought up. <laughs> how did that? How did you guys find out about that? So, uh, not sure. My wife, my wife, she's actually in there watching TV. Um, oh, yeah. She, she's from Pinehurst. That's where we currently live. This is where the house is right now. Pinehurst. If you're not familiar with Pinehurst, it's where they play the U.S. Open occasionally. Um, but uh, anyway, the Hardy Boys brothers they grew up in this area and she was friends of friends and they would all hang out together right um and so to say they were close friends or something that's like a stretch of the truth not really but they all hung out they, they would know her but anyway so her, apparently one of their wives is a photographer she reached out to them reached out to one of the hardy boys wives on facebook um because we were getting married and she does photography. So we we're going to have her do it. And apparently she didn't get back with us. And that's pretty much the Hardy boy story. <laughs> I guess she was too busy for us, but ain't that right, babe? <laughs> that sound right. <laughs> she's in there. Cool, cool. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much she's, she was friends. She's got pictures of them. Do you have the picture with the Hardy boys? I can show you. <laughs> <laughs> she has pictures when they were young and they were all hanging out all the time. So hilarious. Um, anyway, um, that's, our, that's our Hardy boy story. <laughs> There's a couple of more comments that have come in. Um, this guy says you PC his money, so that's kind of funny. <laughs> hey, that's a picture of me with my shirt off. Whoever that there guy is. <laughs> <laughs> so, having owned a brick and mortar uh, store, um, how do you important it is to have a B and M in today's online world? Um, and what kind of advice? Just giving your kind of like somewhat competitive, you might not give advice, but just kidding. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, right. Running a B&M store in an online world, like how do you how do you find it? What would you give some advice in someone trying to go down this road? Going down the road of opening a, a, a physical mm -hmm. brick and mortar. 
Um, today it would be more challenging, obviously, when I, than when I started because it, it basically based upon product. It's so hard to get product now. If you want to get it at a decent price, don't get me wrong, you can get product if you're willing to open your wallet. But um, to start a brick and mortar store and be competitive, it's really hard today because I swear, as soon as this product comes out, you, you guys have probably known the prices skyrocket. Sure. And they're not just going to let you start a store and start ordering at the, at the, at the, at the lower pricing. Does that make sense? They don't gonna let me order half the stuff at lower price anymore. I have to pay the high price. Like I'll maybe get a couple boxes or, or a case, and then I got if I want extra, which you always need extra, you got to pay these really high prices. You dollar cost average it. So that would be the biggest challenge is, is if you want to sell boxes, of course. Now, if you want to sell singles, the singles market has went crazy this last year or so. So if you if you have a ton of singles and you want to get boxes, but you want to focus more on jerseys and helmets and singles, that wouldn't be as challenging. But back in the day, it was so easy. I mean, to start a store. The, the hard part back then wasn't getting product. It was getting customers to come in <laughs> for me. You know what I mean? And that's still to this day, I'll be honest, because online, it seems like so much stuff has transitioned to online. People want to be in. Back in the day, I, I thought of it as like people would come in. I used to have a group of guys that would come in. You'd all like be friends. You'd hang out. You'd look at cards. You'd open cards. You'd talk. Oh, check this out. Blah, blah, blah. Nowadays, a lot of the friends are in online rooms. So mm -hmm. you may have never even seen this person know what they look like, but you know their name, you know what they type, and you feel like you're friends with them because you see them typing all the time in the room. You know, so the online community is great. It's really like everybody's room is an online card store now, <laughs> to be honest with you. They have their own personal online card store within a community. So, nice. so uh, mm -hmm. I'm uh, being a, a design uh, aficionado like myself who likes design, mm -hmm. cool logos, and uh, and you're going through the whole process of becoming of our logo of our logo. How yeah. did you come up with a turtle head as your logo? Oh yeah. Yeah. So basically when I first started, I, um, I was just uploading box breaks and I wanted an image of, uh, something that looked cool. And I was searching the free get free get is a gift or Jeff. I don't know, but I was searching the free gifts under like uh, Google and it saw this turtle with his eyes, like just like cockeyed and like way open. Like he was to me, to me, it struck him. He, he saw something crazy in a box. Like he just found like a Michael Jordan autograph. He was like, oh no. So I was like, oh, I'm going to use that logo, right? So I, I use that logo as my YouTube logo. I'm, I don't even have a car. I don't even have a website right now, but you could put a little logo picture for your YouTube logo. And um, anyway, I remember like after using it for four or five months and people would watch my videos as my, as the people that came in the store would open, uh, open boxes and I would tape them. People would, started watching. I took that logo away and I put Tiger Woods there. So I was a huge Tiger Woods fan. And everybody was like in the comments was like, where did the turtle go? Where did the turtle go? Where did the turtle go? So I'm like, ah, I'll bring the turtle back. But it really wasn't my image. So then I got a professional um, uh, designer, uh, Cisco Art. I don't know if you guys, uh, do you guys know Cisco Rivera? He actually sketches cards for Star Wars and stuff. Anyway, he sketched me out. He put that turtle together and all of it together. And now it's my logo. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool because it was a turtle with his eyes. It's like, wow, what's in that box? You know so what how I mean? Did, uh, how did you come up with Cards Infinity, though? Oh, uh, that's pretty neat. So I'm I'm the hobby box. I started my store as a hobby box. My my idea was I wasn't going to sell any retail. If you want to retail, you go to Walmart, Target, that kind of thing. I was going to sell my store was going to be specifically hobby boxes. So I named my store the Hobby Box. And when it, we came up with when I came up with the idea of doing online box breaking in 2007. I was like, I was searching for the website, the hobby box. There was no hobby box. There was nothing even thing really close. Everything was like kind of taken. And I was like, man, I was on the phone. I started my website with Yahoo. I was on the phone with the Yahoo rep. And I'm like, how do, 
I really want the hobby box. He's like, well, it's not available, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, if, if my name's the hobby box, I deal in sports cards, what would you suggest? And he's like, how about cards infinity? I'm like, Hey, I like that. Let's go with it. <laughs> Literally his first suggestion. He told me, he's like, how about cards infinity? I'm like, he's like, cause you'll be always adding cards to your website. I'm like, Hey, I like that. That's a good idea. Let's go with it. And uh, that's cards infinity. <laughs> that was back in 07. I think the early days uh, when URLs and names were available. Yeah. <laughs> they, they Actually, the hobby box, I think, is for sale, or it was last time I checked, which was many years ago for like $1,500. Somebody put it up for sale, the hobby box. It may be gone now. Somebody might have bought it. <laughs> so we're just uh, throwing some comments on the screen from your – you have a lot of fans, and as far away as Australia. Oh, yeah, there's Aussie. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, and everybody else, how's it going? I can't see who's chatting, but they're putting them up on the screen. For sure. For sure. So I'll stop uh, hogging the mic, Kent. Uh, I'm getting all excited here, but I'll, I'll stop here and let you, uh, <laughs> you take it part of the way. Yeah, sure. So I think Superstits had, had mentioned it earlier. Um, mm -hmm. So there was a fellow that used to come into your shop named Tattoo, I believe, and he was quite the character. So how did Tattoo become a guest box breaker? Oh, okay. So I had my first store in 2006. I started my store and there was a guy named Mr. Any, and we called him Mr. No Emotion because whenever you tape him, he just would have no emotion at all. And then there was a guy, Blade, he would come in. He broke a lot of boxes. They called him Blade because he would always whip out this knife that was like, I don't know, the, the, the Australian movie. What is it? Crocodile Dundee. He would whip out this blade and you're like, why are you cutting with that, dude? You could just use a little one. But anyway, he, we called him Blade. There was another guy that was a plumber. We called him the plumber. Mr. Any was the biggest guy. Well, anyway, when I moved to my second store, I moved from this little store to another little store. <laughs> Two doors down was a tattoo shop. He, when I'm setting up the store, he comes down and asks me what I'm setting up. His, his name was Aaron, by the way. But um, everybody nicknamed him Tattoo because he's covered his hands, right. arms, and everything are just covered in tattoos. But uh, he came down, and I turned him on. He, he, he didn't know anything really about sports cards. Um, I mean, he knew sports. He was from Louisville, and he loved Louisville. But uh, he didn't know a lot about sports cards. But I was like, he's like, so, so let me get this straight. I was explaining to him, he's like, let me get this straight. I can buy that box for $100, and I might find a card that's $200 in there. I'm like, yeah, you could. You might find one that's 500 Who knows, man? It's like fun. You never know. I got him full-blown addicted for like six months. So just like every day, as soon as I opened, he was in there buying 2008 absolute football and just like ripping. And this is back when they came in the apple pie shells. Right, right. Well, he loved absolute football, but he would be in there just opening up absolute and all this stuff. And um, finally, when we started doing the breaks, I was like, do you want to do them? I'll tape you. And he would he would come in. He, he would just look forward because now he doesn't have to buy the boxes. He gets the joy of opening them for other people, but he still gets to crack the pack. So he loved it. So he would come down every time, unless he was piercing somebody, every time I'm like, Hey, I got a box break. You want to come down and break it? This is late 07 or early 08. Um, and I've got the idea I would tape and he's very comical. He would just come up with his witty stuff off the top of his head, right in the middle of a break. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, he, sure. and it kind of just like people would like when they would order a box from me, this is, by the way, this is before I used to go live. This is when, when people, we would do it in the store upload. You'd have to wait to watch your video. And uh, people would like request them. I'd be like, dang it. He's busy right now. Now I got to wait for him to come down. They were like requesting. I was like, why can't I do it? Can I open the packs? <laughs> but they love tattoo. As a matter of fact, here, I don't know if you can see on this camera. He texted me literally two days ago. I'll show you what oh, he's into. No, no kidding. I, yeah. I'll show you what he's into. I'll show you. Here it is. Tattoo Aaron. I, I, have, I don't know if you can see that, but I have him named as tattoo as well. <laughs> but, uh, 
here's what he's into now. <laughs> Can you see that? Pokemon, yeah. get out of here. Charizards. Oh, not Pokemon, just Charizards. Charizard, he's, like, Charizards? He's, okay. like, he's like, this is what, I don't know if you can read that, but it says, this is what I meant. This is what I'm into now. God help me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's into collecting Charizard nine and a half and 10 cards. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's tattoo. Yeah. He texted me the other day. Be honest with you. When I moved to uh, Pinehurst, I lost contact with him for the longest time. Even when I moved to my third store in Wilmington, mm-hmm. we didn't see as much each other because he was uh, two doors down. Right, and right. He came over a couple of times, but, um, just recently, since his boom started, he's been texting me about cards he has and stuff, and we've kind of been talking on chat. I'm in a, on text again, so. so we have he's, a, he's a really funny guy. <laughs> we have a question that's come in, Kent. So let's throw this one yeah, up there. Okay, so, if there's a question here we shouldn't get into, you just let us know, uh, Chris. But basically, someone's asking about the Will Fung collection. Uh, there's nothing. That's a joke. <laughs> there's no Will Fung collection. That's <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's a guy named. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Big Mac. He's just playing around. <laughs> there, we have a customer, a uh, guy, a friend of ours that comes in the room all the time named Fong. We call him Fong. And there's no collection of Fong cards, but we I have a Fong card. <laughs> he, had, he had a Topps card made. I have one, but that's that's the end of that collection. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so at what point did you decide to start breaking wax for people on video and then uploading the breaks to YouTube? Did something or someone inspire you to do that on camera? Oh, yeah. That all started back in... um. I think uh, I started doing taping my customers in 07. I got the idea. Do you guys know Dr. Wax Battle by chance? You ever heard of Dr. Wax Battle? Was it in New York or something? New Jersey, I believe. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, New Jersey or New York, yeah. Um, He was a a guy that would dress up with clown hair and all this. And he would occasionally, like once every like month or something, he'd be like – it's the doctor and he would just go crazy and then he would occasionally tape his customer that would come in but it was like i'm not shooting on him or crapping on him or whatever but it would be his quality was like shooting with a potato and he would be shooting from like across the room and you couldn't even see like half the cards unless they brought it out there and barely so i can't he gave me the idea i was like man that would be fun i'll take my customers when they come in but i got the idea that i was going to tape over the shoulder while they sit down i'll tape over their shoulder you kind of get a vicarious view Right. And people could get an idea of what literally comes out of these boxes, because if you ever went every any forum from like 2000, whatever, all the way up to like 2007, people only posted the good breaks 90 percent of the time. So everybody be like, man, you can get all that in there. Oh, check it. don't leave out the 40 boxes that guy opened before that to show you this one post under a forum. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do when the customers come in, if they allow me, of course, I'm going to tape them opening over their shoulder. You can see every card that comes out. We would just be uploading these videos to YouTube. And it started generating a nice following right out of the gate because people were getting a good idea. A lot of people from like 07 to 2011 used to always email and say, thanks so much for uploading those. It gives, it lets me know what I want to go buy from my card store. <laughs> if this stuff is any good or not, because we weren't like sugarcoating it, just leaving all the good videos and deleting the bad ones. You know what I mean? Um, was that the question? I forgot the question. Now. <laughs> what started the uploading the videos? What yeah, was the question? Yeah. Uh, so basically, what? Yeah, what inspired you, or did someone inspire you to do? Uh, yep. Online opening. Yep. Yeah, it was him. I would say it was. I got the idea from him. It was like there was hardly anybody. He might have been the only one that taped a customer coming to the store and open a box. That's the idea that I got it from, though. Yep. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. You also uh, at one point had like a blade you're using to open box. Yeah. Is that blade retired now? 
I still have it actually at this new store. It's under the table. No one asked for it hardly ever. But we used it a couple times, I think, this year. <laughs> but it, uh, somebody under, uh, when I would upload the videos, I would use this big dagger sword yeah. to open. They would call it, uh, people on the line would call it the Mojo Sword because I think the very first time, coincidentally, we break this dagger out that's like two feet long yeah. and slice the box. Well, I want to say something major came out of that box. So it was the Mojo Blade or whatever. Anyway, somebody asked me what its name was, and I said Stanley. So then people would literally be asking, hey, can you break that with Stanley? Can you break that with Stanley? Use Stanley. You know what I mean? I just made up a name literally off the top of my head when I read the comment on under one of the YouTube videos. <laughs> but, yeah, I still have that. It's at the store under the table if anybody. It's getting dull. It needs to be sharpened. I've used it a million times back in the day. <laughs> and it's traveled like four stores and a few cities. So, um, oh, here's another interesting story about that sword. I put that sword, it was my brother's sword, right? Mm -hmm. And it was actually on a nice display case. And my brother wanted me to sell it on eBay. And I was like, well, I'll put it on with some cards or whatever. This is back in like, I'll say 08. Um, it's 07 or 08. But anyway, that thing, like I put it on there with like $6 shipping or $7 shipping. The guy that won it, won it with one. I started all my auctions off with 75 cent bids. The guy that wins it is a friend of mine, not a friend that I actually like hang out with, but he comes in the store. He used to play golf in Wilmington and he bid 75 cent because he knew he wouldn't have to pay the shipping. He just come pick the thing up. He won it for 75 cents and wanted to come pick it up. I'm like, dude, you're not getting this for 75 cents. Give me that. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just keep it. He said I could keep it. If he really wanted it, I would have gave it to him for three quarters. But um, apparently nobody wanted to pay $9, uh, 6 or $7 shipping plus seventy more than 75 cents. So <laughs> we got to keep it. Then we broke it out and started using it for box breaking. <laughs> That's pretty much the history yeah. of the Stanley sword. Excellent. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Stanley. Um, <laughs> people also know know you for your famous uh, quotes and movie lines, like, you know, just mm -hmm. their Buster Posey. And when you run yeah. it over, just a minute when it's at the end, because of the end of the, my wits with half the stuff that gets in. So when did you start? Was that like a natural thing for you? Or like, when did you start putting in quotes and stuff into your breaks? Because people love right. them. They enjoy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that That's always been part of my like... Uh... How do I say? Like if I'm in a car and somebody says something, if a word triggers a movie line or a music line, for some reason I just say it. You know what I mean? And I would notice that when I was doing car breaks. Like, right. Like I would pull a David Wright card way back in the day and I would say David wrong. I would just reverse it. Like <laughs> David Wright, no, David wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, I would do like, I mean, just play. Oh, yeah. I remember like we'd roll the die. First time I rolled, I used to do, do like these drop paper things. But when I finally got die to roll it out, I roll a number two. I'd be like, ah, oh, you get box number two. Let's hope it's not. You know what I mean? I would just like this stuff would just pop in my head. And um, like if I was nervous, that Eminem song would come up like, oh, I'm nervous. But on the surface, I look calm and ready. You know what I mean? Because that nervous word would trigger a music lyric or something. So and then if I ever see a word that sounds similar to another word, I, I play on that word. Um, for instance, like I think lately I've been using Adam Thielen instead of Adam Thielen. It's Adam been caught Thielen once when he was five. I don't know if you know that song, been caught stealing once. Adam been caught Thielen once. Um, Stephen Adams will be Stephen up and Adams, like get up and Adam. You know what I mean? I'm just random. Whatever pops in my head, I say it. <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. So. No, they're great. And I know the audience mm -hmm. actually appreciates that when you throw those lines in there when you're breaking. <laughs> yeah. I probably burn them out for the guys that are regulars. Because I use a lot of, if I see him every time, I'll just say it all the time. You know what I mean? I used to say when we pull a, what's his name, Odell Beckham, dude, you're getting Adele, Odell. Like, because the, the commercial back in the day was, dude, you're getting Adele, like a computer. 
Right. So every time I pull Odell, I'll be like, dude, you're getting Odell instead of Adell. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'll burn him out after a while, but I do still see him. That's awesome. <laughs> I can tell you just in the, what we've been online for 23 minutes. I'm trying not to laugh and hold my composure, but um, <laughs> you've done, I can tell you right away, I would enjoy your breaks immensely. I haven't been in part of one, but I want to be part of one. Right. Um, you can tell by all the comments that people love your quote. So you give people a good time. Um, you're innovative. I can tell you just from listening to you. Um, but I, I think you should, you should continue with the, the movie quotes. But I'll let you, uh, I think Kent has a couple more you wanted to ask, but I'll let you finish. But I just wanted to break in. Okay. <laughs> So, so we know that we've got a pandemic going on. How right. ha, how is there, how has it been for you in terms of increasing people joining your breaks? And is have you found that there's been an increase in your customer base as a result? As a result, right? I would say last year it was definitely I, I I ebb and flow my business. And I'll be honest, I really don't advertise my business at all. This kind of hurts my business, but I kind of just go with like hopefully word of mouth and people like me and they're like, hey, go check his breaks out. But um, my business ebbs and flows. I will say last year though it spiked big around. I mean, it was busy up to that point for the most part, but it's like big, big around March. Like when yeah. for you, I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, man, discretionary income is going to dry up. All my friends that come in, they're probably going to not have the, you know, this is going to hurt sports cards. The last thing I thought people would be spending their money on was sports cards because we're in a pandemic. You know, you probably might get laid off. You might need that money for rent. You know what I mean? Or food or whatever. Come to find out like celebrities and stuff got involved with like investing in sports cards. I mean, the market just started like going crazy. The sure. box prices started going up. The selling of singles started going way up. Um, random people I'd never seen before, like all the time would come in. I still get a, a good amount today, random people that come in. But I would say I, for my crew, it's like I got a crew of a certain amount of people that mm -hmm. like get my breaks and they kind of like keep it going. Like if you canceled out like a hundred of my crew, <laughs> I would be struggling. <laughs> I put it like that. You know, maybe with that randomly, because if you get in my breaks, you'll see, you'll see a couple of random people in there, like a few from here and there and here and there, but it's a lot of the same crew that likes to jump in the breaks. So, but yeah, last year it was nuts. I couldn't believe how much the uh, pandemic, I wouldn't even blame it on the pandemic. I don't know what happened. I guess it's just like word of mouth of like celebrities. And then you got, Rob, uh, who is it? Rob Kardashian breaking boxes at these card stores and pulling Tom Brady one of ones. I mean, if you get these celebrities involved in that spreads real fast, you know, and for some reason, these cards went crazy last year and they didn't, they haven't slowed down this year either. But at some point I got a feeling this will come back to earth. I mean, when you're paying a thousand dollars for a Donruss, basketball box which is what they yeah. are now. Yeah. and they used to be like 65 or 70 all day and you couldn't give them away um at that price <laughs> you have to lower them below that um at some point it will come back down but right now it's crazy and the reason i will say i think the boxes are high is because the singles that are popping out of these i mean back in the day you couldn't pull a marvel insert and sell that thing for 40 dollars. you might sell it for a nickel you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. if you pull a lebron marvel out you might get 100 200 just for a little standard everyday insert and people are willing to do it. The hobby's crazy. Everybody's loving it right now and a lot of uh, energy and, and money into it. So it's great for us right now. <laughs> Having a good time. <laughs> That's good. So as a result of the boom, uh, are you finding it difficult to keep certain products stocked? Unless you want to pay for it, yeah. I mean, I can technically put every product that there's currently made just about like far as new. Now, obviously, the old stuff's tough to get. Sure. But far as new stuff, I could technically carry it all. But the price and that some of the distributors are quoting me, I'm like, I'm not. I'm not buying. If I won't make anything, I'll probably lose money trying to sell at that price. You know what I mean? So for me, 
that's the pro that that's what I struggle with is it's the product is out there if you want it, but it, it, after you run out in the beginning, if you want to reload it, a lot of times I'm not kidding. Some of these distributors raise prices on the hour. You'll you'll email them that morning. You'll be like, hey man, how much is Prism Hobby Football? And they might be like, well, it's thirteen hundred dollars a box. And literally that night, at like five o'clock, six o'clock that night, you're like, hey, I'll take a case of it. I guess, man, I'll, I'll take a case of it. It's thirteen seventy five now. You're like, dude, you just quoted me thirteen hundred, not even six hours ago. They they say it's so fluid right now that they can't keep it in and the prices go up literally by the day sometimes. So if I say that's the biggest part of getting product right now is if you had the cash, A, B, if you're willing to pay for it and think people would be willing to help, you know, buy it at that, that extreme price. That's probably the biggest struggle right now for a lot of people. So <laughs> Pretty funny, that's a bit of a, pro, uh, not a problem, but a bit of a pain to, to try and offset that by having to um, add that additional cost to your breakers when they get yeah. in. It, 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 I mean, yeah, it, if you're going to do it and try to make, you know, something off of it, you got to have right. kind of pass it on. And I'm telling you, man, it's expensive. <laughs> it's an expensive hobby right now. Uh, like I say, eventually it will come back and level back off right now. It's just super hot. So we'll see. Yep. I mean, I'll throw it back to you. Yeah. Can't you're uh, Cam was mentioning that you break from morning till evening. So is that true? You're going from morning till evening in the, in the breaking world? Um, yeah, usually I'm, I'm usually up by seven something in the morning at the store by eight, eight fifteen, And I'm like, what I do at night, what, when I get off, I do I pretty much run a one man show. Occasionally I'll have people help me when my last dude just quit, <laughs> but, um, occasionally I'll get somebody to help me. But right now I'm alone again. But, uh, yeah, I usually, uh, get up about seven 30 in the morning, check the emails, go to the store, finish, uh, packaging. If I didn't finish everything the night before print the labels so I can have all that dropped off from the night before and ready to go before I go live at noon. Then I usually go live noon to six. If it's steady, I stay a little after. If it's not super steady, I sometimes I'll jump off like five, like the day I knew I was going to be with you guys. Right. And I wanted to set up some inception group breaks and set up some group breaks. And then I wanted to make sure I got home, got a shower before I did all this. So I've got a ton of work to do still at the store, but I would say, yeah, every day I'm, I'm up at seven 30 and I'm, uh, Sometimes not home to 10, 11 at night. I don't know. Sometimes a little early and then back up seven the next morning doing it again. <laughs> I only break from noon to six. To be honest with you, what I should have done, like a lot of breakers have done, I should have got a crew of people a long time ago and been like breaking all the time. I'd have to like take it, take it all on myself. Um, but the thing, thing with me, I always struggled with way back then was uh, if something goes wrong, this is going to make my brand look bad. Cards and Finney, they'll blame Cards and Finney, not the person that did it. So I was like, I better do everything or at least oversee everything. You know what I mean? And that's probably not a great strategy, by the way, if you want to grow your business, just so if anybody's out there trying to start a store, you might want to get people to help you. <laughs> people you trust, of course. So you, uh, you're, you're having fun with it. And just so that everyone hears, it takes hard work to run something mm -hmm. well. So clearly you do that. <laughs> Um, the uh, interesting, interesting with being a box breaker like yourself or a group breaker is you probably pull some pretty nice cards. So mm -hmm. there's a couple of questions, not questions, but a couple of mentions about a Mike Trout autograph. So I wanted to use this as a good segue to oh, tell okay. us about some of the best pulls you've had over the years and you can tell the, the group about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one they're talking about was an interesting story. This is before Mike Trout was really big. You know, I mean, probably unless you're a real big prospector, you probably weren't too aware of them. I wasn't anyway. But uh, anyway, we bought a uh, guy, Benji, bought a 2009 Bowman draft back in 2009 for literally $59. I think that box today's thousands and thousands of dollars. Anyway, I pull a Mike Trout gold refractor autograph number to 50 or something like that. Um, his his, his uh, first Bowman first year card. And at the time I'm looking at the card and I'm in the, it's on video and I'm like, 
Mike Trout, that name sounds familiar. I wonder if he's any good. <laughs> and now people loop that video now, like back, back from then. But uh, come to find out, that car now is like probably six figures. It's probably it depends on what it grades. He sure. sold it, believe it or not, back then for four hundred dollars. I want to say, which to me was a ton of money. <laughs> you know, back then I was like, dang, you sold that for four hundred for that gold refractor. But now I, 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 that car graded nine and a half or so. I mean, you're looking hundreds of thousands of dollars for that gold refractor. Mike Trot's nuts what it is. But as far as me, I mean, I struggle with like, what are my best pulls? Um, if you go to my big pull section, which I haven't updated on my website in a very long time, probably years, um, I have been posting big pulls to occasionally to Twitter, a lot to Instagram. Um, and I don't post every card that we pull that's a thousand dollars either. I post like what I feel is like if, if, if we pull a group of cards, I'll just wait till I get 10 or 12 good cards, post them all at one time on Instagram. But, um, far as big as pulls, I mean, there was that KD logo, man, one of one patch autograph for national treasures. We pulled an Allen Iverson logo, man, one of one patch autograph. Nowadays, these cards back then were like tens of thousands. They might be hundreds of thousands in a day's right. We pulled several Tom Brady, one of ones, Mike Trout, one of ones, you know, Babe Ruth cut, um, these, the murderers row 69 Mets fold out book, uh, 12, nine way or 12 way cut. We pulled this cool 20 way star Wars, one of one with Harrison Ford and the whole crew on there. Carrie Fisher, um, one of one out of star Wars. I mean, there's a million cards, tons and tons of shields and logo mans and all that stuff. Brett Favre, one of ones, um, I think under my big pool, there might be Giannis, one of one rookies and stuff. I mean, stuff back in the day, which was a nice card nowadays is like ridiculous how much some of these cards would be worth. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, actually, what uh, I'm going to show some of the ones that we've seen here. So Brandon Ingram. Is that under um, my big pools? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's his Spectra gold patch autograph to 10. I, I don't even remember pulling half of the cards I put under there because we I, I used to post a lot of them. Oh, yeah, there's the page. There's a lot of good-looking cards under there if you want to go there. Like I say, they're all old ones, though. I haven't updated that probably in two or three years. But there's a lot. Look at that Pat Mahomes right there. How much oh, is yeah, that right worth? In the middle there, yeah. Yeah, how much is that worth today, I wonder? Number to oh, only that's 10. Nice. That's wow. got to be a, a six-figure card right there. You know what I mean? You got some nice, nice stuff. Yeah. Here. And a lot of it used to be a big pool, like Andrew Luck and RG3 and stuff like that. A lot of those cards, that's DD Westbrook, one of one. I thought the patch looked cool. Um, there's a Kobe Bryant Noir card to the right of that DD. I see that gold ink. Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> that's probably one up because Kobe's passed away and everything. His card's yeah. skyrocketed. That's his spotlight. Um, that's Deshaun Watson, green spectra number to five patch autograph. So that's a super fractor, Amanda Nunes. Um, there's just so many cars that back in the day that were worth a good amount of money that have like probably are insane right now at the prices of. But yeah, I need to I need to work on that big bull section. I used to update that all the time and I haven't messed with it really. Oh, there's a ninety-nine. I'm a I'm a hockey fan, so I'm always gonna pause on hockey. Oh, cool. Yeah, those 99s are tough to pull. So mm -hmm. I just thought I'd show some of those for the, the crowd to enjoy. Yeah, that thing scrolls for like weeks. <laughs> if you keep scrolling down, it'll keep loading. Well, that's good, though. You keep a good history here. And it, actually, there's a couple cards I noticed in there that are massive, like massive. There's a Tom Brady one of one flawless in there somewhere. I remember posting that one. Um, I, I want to show uh, this one because I'm a soccer fan as well. Yeah, go for uh, it. Is it messy one of one? 
Oh no, you have a messy one of one? No, no. This that is might be on my in- that might be on my Instagram. Oh, Bastian Schweinsteiger. Yeah. I love yeah, saying he was, his name. <laughs> he was uh, the a one of one. And there was one more I saw in here that I really like. Oh yeah, oh, this is a what I'm logo man. That's cool looking. Yeah, that one. JK logo man patch yeah. autograph. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a sweet looking card. I like that logo man. There's so much in here. Like you, like it's insane. Like I wish I had uh, looked at this. I had a full, full uh, admitting here. Oh, there's AI it. right there. there. There's AI to the right. Logo man autograph. That's a sweet card. Oh, right there. That's oh yeah, a, that's a sweet card right there. Oh wow, I love that card. That is like awesome. AI was a beast for yeah. his size. He was crazy. He was. He was really good. There's a uh, Peyton Manning one of one right below the Jason Kidd. Yeah, to the left. There, to the right. Yep. Yep. I believe that's a Peyton Manning one of one autograph. Like I say, there's so many big pulls. It's hard to pick one, but there's just a ton oh, over the oh, years. I found another hockey one. Oh yeah, I that's the hockey one. Yeah, that's those acetate uh, super hard hit good. number to ninety nine. From ice, those are really tough. Those are pretty good. I could I could spend all day on that, but I know you. Uh, that brings back memories. I'm like, dang, I forgot about that card. I have to scroll through it some more. I haven't done it in a long time. <laughs> I'm like, dang, I forgot about that card. I'm just gonna take a quick scan of the the chat thread here just to make sure I haven't missed any questions. Give me one. Okay. Second. I'm gonna take a drink, uh, swallow this. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Man, you have uh, fans in Hong Kong, or unless this is an inside joke, I don't know. Krista Mann in Hong Kong. Oh, Mr. Moose Jaw, that's Gordo. Yep. Yeah, and then you have really nice uh, guy. Tiger Woods Mater Collection. Is that a joke? Or is this the real? No, he bought. He was super such used to be my biggest baller back in the day, and he bought a Tiger Woods Master Collection, uh, which I opened on YouTube which at the time I want to say was like $5,000, which in today's pricing is a box of Chrome. But uh, back then that was a lot of money <laughs> today. That's like prism, but um, it was a really sweet box. I think he got a Gary player cut autograph in there too with tiger woods. I forget. It was both dudes that have won so many grand slams. I forget how that worked back then, but um, it was a really nice box. You got a Brady 8.5 rookie ticket. So that's also something good. Uh, yeah, that was out of a buyback product. Um, the the mass the main hit out of the whole buyback product was a Tom Brady eight and a half contenders, and we found that card. But that's a buyback. The buybacks I'm not a big fan of bragging on because you really didn't hit it out of like a manufactured product. Someone literally put it in a box and sold it to you. You know what I mean? And you, oh, wow! <laughs> oh, check that out. <laughs> that was something I just bought off of eBay. Check it out. It was a good pull. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't can't really count those as big pulls on it, but they are. Don't get me wrong. They're really nice cards, but it's basically just buying something back that someone else pulled. It's got to come from the manufacturer's box to be a big pull to me. I mean, I like it better that way anyway. <laughs> the Jersey T story? Jersey T. Oh, the Jersey T. I was thinking of New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys know the Jersey T story? Like me cutting up all the cards? Have you heard that story? No, oh, okay. So yeah, in 2006, um, when I got, when I first started my store, I was like, man, I got to get my name out there. What am I going to do? Cause I wanted people to know about my store. I wanted to be, you know, slightly successful. So I, uh, came up with the idea that I was going to buy up all these Jersey cards back then, believe it or not, a lot of Jersey cards weren't that expensive. You know, you can buy Jersey cards. Some people sell them 50 cents a card, especially if it was damaged, you get it less. Anyway, 
I was buying all kinds of – I had Kobe on this thing, LeBron. I bought all these jerseys, 560-some jersey cards, cut the card jersey out of the card and hand-sewed it to a shirt, every little chunk. It was in Beckett. And it, the whole shirt was covered with 560 jersey cards. So check this out. I put it on eBay. I'm like, this will get my name out there because only an idiot would do this. Tear up all these cards and sew dumb jerseys like no one will ever know what's on there. But um, I was like, this will get my name out there. I posted on eBay, one of one jersey shirt. Uh, and I posted, I literally typed up every name that was on there, showed them the ripped up cards. If you want it, you want every ripped up card with the jersey missing. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, it was getting a lot of traction. Beckett picked it up. Do you guys know Tracy Hackler? Of course, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tracy from Beckett at the time, he wasn't with Panini. He was with Beckett at the time. He called me for an interview. He posted, actually, I'm in one of the Beckett Mac, uh, books, one of the price guides or whatever, but they promoted it on their website. So it was getting all this traction. It was getting bid up. I want to say it was like $1,500 with like seven days to go. I was like, hell yeah, this will get my name out there. This hobby box guy. You know what I mean? And then some guy calls me out for, for putting one of one in the title because back then, believe it or not, eBay actually got mad if you put one of one in the title and it wasn't stamped somewhere one of one. Right. If, you, if someone called you out, they remove your listing and make you relist it and not don't do false advertising. But technically this was a one of one. I took all these jerseys. not like someone's going to create this thing again. You know <laughs> what I mean? But anyway, so I t they took it down. I relisted it and uh, it only bid up to like $560. Guess who wins it? Dr. Wax battle. <laughs> no circled back. Yeah. Dr. Wax battle on it. Um, Anyway, he won it. He still has it to this day, to the best of my knowledge. He's done silly videos with it and stuff. He's a big, big guy. I did it on a small Fruit of the Loom shirt, so he put it up to himself. It looked like it was a bib. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a bib on his body, barely covered up. You know what I mean? Um, but I think he still has it. And to be honest with you, I'd like to get it back, frame it, and keep it if he'd be willing to do that. I don't know if I ever he'll do that or not. Maybe I should reach out to him. I don't know. But I, I buy it back for that 550 he won it for in a minute just to have it back. You know what I mean? Like I said, the whole idea was to get my name out there for doing something silly and it kind of worked. Oh, people were getting mad. I forgot to mention this. People were getting mad that I was tearing up all these cards. They were like, oh, really? oh, how could you tear these cards up? People could collect those. How could you tear it up? I was like, exactly what are they doing to the Babe Ruth jersey when they insert it in there? Are they taking a cool jersey and cutting it up? So what did they do to Babe Ruth's jersey to put them in the card? Do you see what I mean? They tore it up to make the card. I'm tearing it up to make my own piece of art. <laughs> <laughs> people were getting mad, though, on Beckett and stuff. I remember people didn't like that idea. You tore up that LeBron James card? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So got anyway. a, another request to ask you to do new No Country for Old Man quarter scene. You want me to do the whole thing or – I'm, I'm not familiar with what it is. Is it a long thing that you have to, to, to go through? You do the whole spiel. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's about three, four minutes. But if you do like just a quarter scene, it, are you familiar with it, Kent? I am familiar with the movie, yes. Uh, no Country for Old Men? Yeah. So uh, I'll just do the quarter part. The quarter part. <laughs> I, I won't do the whole three minutes leading into the quarter part. Call, uh, he's like, uh, what's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Sir, the most you ever lost on a coin toss. I don't know. I couldn't say. Call it. He flips the coin. Call it. Call it? Yes. For what? Just call it. Well, I need to know what we're calling it for. You need to call it. It's either heads or tails. You have to decide. I can't call it for you. That wouldn't be fair. But I didn't put nothing up. 
Yes, you did. You've been putting it up your whole life. You just didn't know it. You know what dates on this coin? No. 1958. It's been traveling for 22 years and now it's here and you have to call it. Well, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Now call it. All right. Heads then. And then he flips his hand up. Well done. Don't put that in your pocket, sir. Don't put that in your pocket. That's your lucky quarter. Don't put it in your pocket. Where you want me to put it? Anywhere, but not in your pocket. Or else it'll get mixed in with the others and become just a coin. Which it is. And that's the end. <laughs> that's the quarter scene from uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. I actually do the first three minutes of it, too. I just mem I have a bad habit of liking to memorize scenes that I really like. And I'll just memorize it all. <laughs> classic Javier Bardem there. That's right. I love that scene. So we got a one. That was, that was for Oh Billy there. Yes. <laughs> so we got a question from your Aussie breaker. So do you have a large amount of international customers these days? He goes, I know I'm your favorite, but are there others? <laughs> are there many others? I could probably name all of my overseas guys on one hand. For now, I used to have a ton, believe it or not, but it'd probably be like Lucky, Ray, JPR Joey, uh, Moose Jaw. Um, I'm, I don't want to leave anybody out. There's a bunch. Oh yeah. DJ Lou Bob, <laughs> Aussie Andy. I probably got like, uh, maybe like 10 or 15 right now. It used to be felt like 50 or a hundred, but back in the day, but I got a decent amount. That that's, good from because, that's good because it shows that you're appealing to beyond just your border. So that's, that's good to hear too. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So I got thinking, and I want to ask you this question and it came up yesterday, but I want, I think it's a good question because you've been on this, you're an OG of the group breaking game. You've been doing this a long time. How many boxes of product do you think you've opened in your lifetime so far? On camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on camera. I would guess, and this is a total guess, it would be somewhere in, somewhere half a million. <laughs> that would be total guess. 500,000 boxes. That's crazy. I wouldn't know, but if I, I, like I was saying, I was a, if, if, you, if you do, I don't know, I think I got 60, 68,000 videos. So if you just do two boxes per video, which some of these boxes are 12 box cases, 20 box cases. So if you just did two a video, you're at 120. Could be like 750,000. Who knows? <laughs> it's a lot. Wow. I still uh, don't have carpal tunnel somehow in my hands. I can still open. You would think I would have carpal tunnel by the by my old age now. but Oh, you're not that old. 48. Be 48 on Sunday. Oh, yeah, happy birthday. Hey, thanks birthday. a lot. Remember we show the same birthday. You yeah, 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 yeah. You do that every uh, on Twitter every year, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken, I know that. I'm, You're I'm on Sunday, March. How, how old are you going to be, Ken? Too old. <laughs> Younger than me. No, older. Older? Yeah, I know. It's the Asian thing. <laughs> like you're 30. You look like you're 30, 35. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm the old guy here. I'm 40s. No, I'm younger than you. I'm 46. I'll be 47 soon. I don't want to think about it too much. Yeah, uh, I'm pushing 50 here. I didn't like that number. But once you hit it, then I'll be like, well, at least I'm not 60. There you go. <laughs> true, true. So uh, back away, there was a father and son named, uh, I believe, Alec Hawa came into your shop and bought a box of cards. I don't remember mm -hmm. what was said, but I do recall everyone watching kept wanting to buy this kid, Alec, boxes for him. Why don't you give me so give us some of the story about that kid, that family and tell us a little bit more about it and what what transpired there and what was the story behind that whole thing? How did like people you know really want to help these strangers? 
Right, right. So basically, went back in my that was my second store that I moved to. There was a split screen in my store. So basically, if you walk in the door, um, there was a board up, and that my camera was behind that, and that's what the people would mainly see was this half. Well, anyway, this kid's in there, and I think you can always hear what anyone says in the store. Sure. And I want to say he was wanting to buy a box, but his dad thought it was too expensive or something. But he kept wanting, and I think he finally got a Chrome or something. And he went to the live. I was like, "What well, do you want to open it on the live feed?" And he opens it. And he would get so excited if I remember correctly over like cards that other people would breeze by you know what i mean he just really liked that box that his dad finally bought him and i want to say it was a lower end box because his dad didn't want to spend the money for the for the going he's like no 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 we can't afford that one no 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 but he finally got him one anyway i think it was fong and that whole crew uh i forget who started off believe it or not fong actually had a heart <laughs> i'm just picking on fong but uh fong i might have been the first one bought him a box then another guy bought him a box i can't remember all the people i'd hate to leave anyone's name out but um, and it started snowballing and believe it or not, people were trying to buy this kid national treasures. And back then it was like three or $400 for national treasures. I was out of it, but they were looking to get it. And I was like, Oh, I sold out of that earlier today. You know what I mean? And, um, it kept snowballing and snowballing where I want to say this kid got like, which once again, this, once again, today, this is like a box of prism, but I want to say everybody pitched in and bought this kid like $2,000 worth of boxes. Uh, just at 50 and 100 a clip, you know, 50, 75, 100. It was just so many boxes. Every time I would go, every time while he was breaking, I would look in the back and be like, order, order, order. And it was all these orders. Break that for him. Break that for him. Break that for him. Or have him break it. Have him break it. And uh, um, it was really cool. And you know who caught wind of that was uh, Chris Carlin. I don't know if you know Chris Carlin from Upper Deck. Upper Deck yeah. They do uh, random acts of kindness, and he they he wanted to. They thought it was just so cool that 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 that, that crew had jumped up and did that. Um, <laughs> Fung never has a heart. Um, um, anyway, uh, they thought it was so cool that uh, Upper Deck Chris Carlin and them. So they sent like I want to say like Wayne Gretzky autographs and Jordan stuff, just like weird stuff to give to those to those people that had actually just stepped up for no other reason just to buy this kid and make him make him have a great day. So it was pretty neat. That's actually a, a story under my Facebook. I have a Cards Infinity Facebook group and a Cards Infinity page. I don't post that much to the page except when I do group breaks and stuff. But uh, if you scroll down, that story's under there somewhere about Alec. Oh, sweet. About him coming in the store. Yeah, but I thought that was cool of everybody to do that. And uh, Chris Carlin uh, to, to come in there and just like send all these guys that were taking care of this kid. They He took care of them with those random act of kindness. It was really cool. How many boxes do you think we they ended up uh, buying for the kid? I would guess 20. Wow. Total guess. I, I lost track. Of, uh, I would guess 18 to 20 boxes, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It was a lot. And like I say, other people I had to turn away. I was running out of stuff they wanted to buy. They were like wanting to get him national. Treasure. I'm like, damn, buy me a national treasures. <laughs> this kid's got $2,000 in cards. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, um, when, so for those of you who have come to the channel for the first time, uh, the mm -hmm. main premise of the show that we're putting on Kent and I is to bring about, you know, we're talking about diversity and inclusion in the hobby, that the hobby inherently is diverse and inclusive by nature. And we really want to play up the genuine people that are in the hobby. And that's why we wanted to have Chris on here to kind of, you know, show that, you know, there are genuine people in the hobby. Not everyone's just greedy for money. So I really appreciate you coming on to talk to us about that kind of stuff. And, and um, you're making me smile and I feel good and I want to join your breaks. And I just want to thank you <laughs> before I forget to say thank you for being a good person that you are. That's awesome. Oh, cool, yeah. life, life is definitely worth, you know, it's about more than dollars. Um, right. So having said that, this is actually a cool segue into our next uh, conversation, and people are still talking about Fung's heart um, here. So I'll let that keep going. Um, I was picking on Fung, by the way. I was just picking on him. 
Turn, uh, I don't, I don't even know if Fong's alive. <laughs> Go ahead. So around Christmas time, uh, you like mm -hmm. to do uh, some special things around the holidays and to give back to people. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes you give back to people who aren't who haven't even broken with you. You just kind of just give back. You know, you pay it mm -hmm. forward. So why don't you, you know, you know, you talk about giving to the armed forces. Why don't you tell us all a bit, a little bit about that? I think it's a really neat uh, thing about giving back. It's uh, not everyone does it, um, mm -hmm. and it's it's a really good way to about being just a good person at heart. So please go ahead and explain that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I came up with that idea like I don't know. I want to say two thousand nine. It might it might have been two thousand ten, but I think it was two thousand nine, like fourteen years ago or whatever, or twelve years ago, maybe two thousand eight. I can't remember. But anyway, I always ha I've had family, cousins, uncles. My granddad was in World War Two, and um, and I always loved good war stories and stuff. So I've always been attracted to the military. I never was in the military, but I've always been like I just fascinated with the whole idea. Hmm. Anyway, I've always I, I I I don't know about you guys, but don't do this unless you want to get a tear in your eye. But I would get the I would go to these YouTube videos, right? And they would have these uh, homecoming when the military people oh, surprised sure. their yeah. mom and the dad, geez, Louise and their, and their kids. And I'm like, man, these people, they, these mothers and fathers, they like sacrifice everything. And all these people are just rooting for them. And then they finally surprise them. And I don't know how to say it, but it's like always stuck with me. And I've had family, like I say, in the military and stuff. And it's something that genuinely I would not want to do. I would not want to go overseas and have to do that. But people have to do it. Now, people say, people might say, well, they didn't get drafted. They don't have to do it. Yes, people have to do it. We have, we need defense. We need to help other countries. We need defense. People have to do this. If we don't, then there would be a draft. Do you see what I mean? And mm -hmm. I just, people that are leave their families and, and they have to go out there and sacrifice all they do. And then some, sometimes they don't come home for their birthdays, Thanksgiving's Christmas. I don't know. It's just an idea like, Hey, I'm going to get back to these people. These people are like really super, super cool. You know, and that's kind of how it started on that part. <laughs> That's cool. And yeah, you're, I, I just have a lot of respect for him. So that's it. I do too. So I also want to thank those out there who are, you know, who are serving the, the community and armed services and police forces. So thank you very much for doing what you do and keeping us safe. Yep. Um, we have a couple of questions that have popped in before going to a Nico question. Uh, give me one second here. I, there, this is the first time we've had this problem, Kent, where there are so many comments. I can't keep track of where they are. <laughs> yeah, they just keep scrolling, and I'm like, uh, hold on, let me let me go back here. So just give me one second. Oh, okay. Okay, so we did address this one. You have so the question was, do you have a favorite player and have a collection yourself? So Chris did answer this, and he said he has too many. Um, and he what has your favorite players. Mm -hmm. Oh, gotcha. Hey, that's OC. <laughs> What's up, OC? I don't have necessarily favorite players anymore but the story was i always say probably too much i used to be a diehard redskin fan i would literally as a kid cry if this team lost as a child no money on it no betting it's not like i was out there putting 50s on the street at nine years old hoping the redskins won i would like literally cry i knew every team every number you could tell me a number i would tell you every player i used to be a dire but then dan snyder bought him in like 94 and i used to hate dan snyder i just did not like him i was a huge fan of joe gibbs he finally came back but they didn't get much going with uh with that team but yeah far as like players i i'll be honest in the in in the, in the early 2000s, I got sucked into fantasy sports so bad that it would make you, if you had a favorite team, it would make you kind of root against them if you had players going against them. It was like, it was like spoiling me. I love sports in that fashion, like basketball and baseball. And I'm in a uh, football, by the way, football is my favorite sport by far. It's not even close. Um, 
but uh, it would ruin your loyalty almost to a thing, especially if there was money on the line. <laughs> You'd be like, dang, you want to like the Panthers, but, you know, I kind of need Tom Brady to go off right now. But um, you see what I mean? It kind of like tears you both angles. But so, so to say I have a favorite player, there's not – there's a lot of players I respect and think they got they can really ball out in basketball and football. But you know, there's a lot of dudes like Josh Allen, like Lamar Jackson. Um, Patrick Mahomes is a beast. I tell people in the live feed this. <laughs> that dude is awesome. You know, there's a lot of players I like, not some like super fan or anything. So there's a question here from our friend Chris. Uh, if there's one thing you'd like to change about group breaking, what would it be and why? If you could change one thing about group breaking, what would it be and why? Hmm. Change about group breaking. The time that they fill, I would like all of them to insta-fill. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put them up, and then eight minutes later, let's go. It's, it's filled. Believe it or not, speaking of that, back in the day when I would – people used to beg me. I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to toot my own horn or whatever. Yeah. Back from like 2008 to like 2000, I don't know, 12 or 13, I would put up only a break like once every week or two. I mostly did personal breaks. I was a personal box breaker. You order boxes, I break it for you, I ship your cards. And I like that because there was no sorting, you know? <laughs> you didn't have to sort out into 30 teams and create 30 different shipments. But um, when I would put group breaks up, I mean, these things would, you can ask anybody back in the these things, if I put them up, they would feel like, that didn't matter the price or the product. They put up garbage bell kids, $1,000 a spot. Bam, full. Let's go. All right, you got Adam Bomb, and uh, I'm just kidding. I, I don't do that. But if I put up any break, it seemed like it would insta-fill. Nowadays, when I put breaks up, sometimes it feels a lot feels quick and sometimes it sits there for a minute so um not that that's a problem with group breaking i mean it's to be expected i mean there's thousands of group breakers now so everybody kind of spread out and everybody's doing their thing so um but if i had to change anything about group breaking i mean the only thing i can think that would ease for a lot of people the idea of a group break to me is that you get into a you buy into a product that you can't afford to get at a cheaper price with the hopes of hitting something good. Well, now even things you can't afford, you can't afford to get the part you couldn't afford. <laughs> so you want to break flawless? Okay, that's $21,000. we will do 20 spots at $1,000 a spot. Can you get in? No, I can't get in at the part I couldn't afford to afford to get in. You see what I mean? So if you could change anything about group breaking, it would obviously lower that price level where you can bring a lot more people in. That could have fun. Hopefully hit some cards, but not necessarily, but at least at a price point, they can at least stomach if they don't. I mean, some of these buy-ins these days, I mean, it's nothing to have a 200 to $500 buy-in and someone not really get anything great for that price. But, and believe it or not, that really lowered the cost of the product <laughs> that made it cheap for you to get in. Oh, that was only $300. Yeah, that was cheap. That was like free. <laughs> I hear it before you. We had a couple of more comments. So I do agree with this one. So, oh, Billy, to like and subscribe to our channel. We're going to be bringing on more content. So go ahead, hit that like button and definitely subscribe to our channel. Oh, we'll yeah. Don't forget um, to hit the like button on these uh, the guy's channel here, guys, if you can. So here's another one. So this is uh, someone's asking about the rant giveaway is an awesome event. Uh, what is that? Oh, Scotty T. Oh, yeah, I nicknamed that. That's my annual giveaway where I give back. Uh, it's like for people that support me throughout the year. Um, I get I have a rant. I call it the rant because, believe it or not, back in the day, I used to occasionally get irritated. Not really because I'm kind of like a, 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 a go-with-the-flow, you know, guy. I'm laid back. I make jokes. I laugh. I, I'm more of a, a jovial person, I would say. But occasionally somebody would do something that would irritate me. I got So I had to post a couple rant videos on these people because they would be calling me a scammer or something. Like, was totally stupid. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like saying I shipped them a box and opened the packs. And then in the video that they're calling me a scammer, they pull like 
a $500 card. Well, I don't think he would have sealed this in there, guys. Durr, you know what I mean? Like, you're an idiot. You should have deleted that video as soon as you pulled the card. But um, I would uh, make these rant videos, and it would get like thousands of views just from like, you know what I mean, a thousand views right out of the gate. And I'm like, damn, all you got to do is put rant in the title, and you get all these views. So that first giveaway, I named it The Rant. So everybody would know to come look at it if you want to try to win uh, some free prizes, you know, for the Christmas annual holiday giveaway thing. And uh, that's basically how it got started. And I've been doing it ever since. Basically, to get in, it, it's went from the first time I did it, I think you only had to spend $50 in, in a year to get one spot in it with a chance to win. Now, I think last year we were up to like, what, I think it was $500 throughout the year. Not in one spot, you know, throughout right, the year, right. if you bought $50 here, $80 right. there, $100. If you had 500 I think you got, or was it 300 Is it the three or five? But basically, you win one spot into the giveaway, you'll be in the randomizer with all the prizes for each spot. So if you spent, say, $2,000, you get four spots in the randomizer throughout the year, throughout the calendar year. You know what I mean? And I've been trying to do that every year. So that's the <laughs> annual rant. But I nicknamed it the rant specifically so people would click on it. <laughs> it's like clickbait or whatever. Chris, over the, uh, years, over, years, over the years, that list has grown, right? That random list? The, the rant, like when you do the rant for the Oh, rant. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it first started, I want to say when I did it at $50, it was like six or 7,000 people. So I had to cut it down specifically to get that list lower because there's only like 100 and some prizes and 6,000 entries, you know what I mean, or 7,000 or whatever it was. So I was like, I got to make the price higher to keep the list lower, right. you know what I mean? And it's, it still stayed pretty high, but um, it's been a lot, yeah. That randomizer, it's fun to do it, I think, because then you got to scroll through both lists and see, oh, you got this, you know, yeah. and you like that. So it's kind of fun. Um, I'm going to apologize to you, Chris. I <laughs> am watching an auction. So if the bell goes off, oh, okay. Yep. No problem. Any minute, no, I might have, to, <laughs> might have to address it. So, okay. Yep. Um, totally cool. So uh, there's a couple more questions in here. Actually, Kent, do you want to answer some more questions before we get to our questions? Oh, uh, well, let's do the viewer questions first. We'll get to yeah. That. So, um, there is, I wanted to say, reach out to Eric Ose, I believe. Thank Howdy you. Thank, thank, thank you for setting this up. This is our pleasure. This is what we want to do. And we're definitely glad we brought uh, Chris, Chris on. Oh, thanks, Ose. Uh, let's see what else we have here in the comments. Oh, uh, so Chris asked, uh, what do you do with all your base? Now I ship them. Believe it or not, back in the day, no one wanted them. Oh. Honestly, honestly, like literally almost maybe like five out of 100 people would be like, hey, you ship base? And we'd be like, no. <laughs> and you know the reason I'll be honest the reason we didn't a they were almost worthless not completely but you know borderline but right. b it took so long to sort out like if you break Bowman or Bowman best or something yeah. like that, that's not the hard but Bowman and and tops and all this I maybe mean, be sitting there for like hours and I do now believe it or not we we ship all of it now been doing it for like a year or so because believe it or not some of these base go for tons of money man I'm not kidding back when we used to open 12 13 prison we used to I used to take all that base and just jam it on a wall and sell it for 10 cents a card those LeBron base from those go for like a few hundred dollars now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I sell them 10 cents a card on my base wall. Just like jam them up there. Take 10 for a dollar. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Crazy. That's but crazy. now nowadays for the last year, I've been just like sorting everything. It takes a lot longer, but hey, every, it, those cards are worth money now. Especially if you have a 15th year card. I'm sure those will go a lot in PSA 10. Um, yeah. Aussie Andy's asking, that's why business is slow in the first couple of weeks of January because we're all calculated <laughs> how much we spent in the previous 12 months. Yeah. Like, that is the rub with that giveaway. I make everybody total up what they spent, and then we divide by whatever number I come up with, like five hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Some people are like, "Damn, I spent thirty-eight thousand dollars last year." My wife oh, thought wow. I spent eight hundred. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So but, we're at uh, the 
We're at the anyway. hour mark. I hope you're okay to go for just a few more, a little bit longer to call a couple more questions. To oh, we've been talking an hour already? Yeah. yeah. Right I thought we would struggle to do a 30 minute. I was like, oh, I'll have all these questions answered in like 20 or 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. We only, we haven't even gotten through three quarters of it. So that's actually a good problem. Uh, we still got a lot more, huh? Uh, well, no, not too too many more because uh, uh, it should go pretty quick, uh, Chris. Well, uh, we can go for another twenty minutes. I don't care. Okay, cool, cool. So, uh, uh, Kent, over to you, buddy. Yeah, sure. So, so Chris, now, now that you've broken just about every sport and entertainment product out there, so I'm assuming that you, since you like football, would you say football is your probably your favorite product to break? Yep, I just love football. I, I waste every Sunday watching it when it's on. <laughs> and why waste? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I'll I'll set up all my fantasy teams. I'll get like food and everything. Make sure I'm all prepped. Got Red Zone Channel on one of them. By the way, one of the greatest inventions of all time. Constant action. I love that part. You guys watch Red Zone? We don't get Red Zone up here, sorry. Oh, you don't get Red Zone Channel? Man, it's awesome. <laughs> anyway, basically, if you don't get familiar with Red Zone, every time someone gets near the Red Zone, they flip to that game oh you know okay. I mean? so it's like a rotation of games that are near the score getting getting a score so that's pretty cool but yeah football's by uh far i love basketball too i like i don't watch as much basketball now when it gets closer to the playoffs i start watching a lot but um i watched a little of the lakers golden state game last night but um i'm working all the time so i don't have time but sunday is my day off usually so i'm allowed to watch football you know i can sit there and lay around and watch football but most of the times like i'm working or packing cards i don't watch a lot of basketball i like to watch the highlights of it though I'll, that's probably my second favorite sport, basketball. Did you say you're allowed to have Sundays off? Myself, I allow myself to oh, have okay. Sunday off. <laughs> I should say I allow myself. <laughs> Instead of working seven days a week, because I do go in the store on Saturdays, I just don't go live. Sometimes right. I go live Saturday night when we do that event. That's like once every. We were doing it every other Saturday, but uh, I haven't done it in a few weeks now. But um, when I go live on Saturdays, uh, sometimes I don't go from like seven to three or four in the morning. It goes like late, and when I do a Saturday night break, so technically I work that Saturday and Sunday. But if I do that, I take Monday off. So right, right, mm -hmm. nice. Is there a particular sport or product that you break where you still are kind of butchering the names a little bit? Soccer. Soccer, yeah. Hockey, a little bit more. I'm getting a little better at hockey, but yeah, soccer, you're getting a little bit better at hockey, yeah, for sure. Yeah, soccer. Soccer kills me a lot when I try to read. I'm, obviously, I know Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo and all those dudes, you know, the big, big stars like Kevin De Bruyne. I'm just kidding. But um, I know those dudes. But when it comes to some of these names that have like three or four consonants in a row, I'm like, geez, how do you say this? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the same thing with hockey, though. There's a few hockey dudes out there. And what, what you know what the most embarrassing thing is, is when you say someone's name wrong for like a long time and then you finally hear it like on a sports center clip and you're like, he says it like that? <laughs> I've been saying it like I've been saying PT this whole time and it's pete, you know, or whatever. Um, that's what gets really embarrassing, especially if it's a superstar and you're like, damn, I've been saying it like that for all these years. Nice. People might think I'm an idiot. <laughs> there's a, there's a, uh, so there's an American version of this popular name in Canada, which is Lefebvre. It's L-E, L-E-F-E-B-V-R-E, -E -E, I believe, I believe it is. But in the States, it's Lefebvre because there was a manager named, Tommy Lefebvre, but it's spelled Lefebvre. Oh, so okay. I remember I used to always watch the TV and be like, why are they calling him Lefebvre? It's Lefebvre. <laughs> Lefebvre? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How, what about like Guy Herbert instead of Gee Bear? You know what I mean? Like if you don't know this guy, you're like Guy Herbert. You know? <laughs> or uh, what was the other one? Patrick Roy, but Patrick uh, Roy. Yeah, Patrick Roy. Yeah. Yeah. They, if you don't follow or know a little bit about it, you'll chew everybody's name up. 
just on pronunciation of common names. So they can say Giannis at Tenacupo pretty easily because all the dollars <laughs> those cards. So hey, there's that. Yeah, there you go. So speaking Believe it or not, when we first used to pull those cards, we were like, <laughs> we had no clue. You know what I mean? We we're just like we're working our way syllable by syllable all the way down the line. Kind <laughs> of find out this guy's a superstar now. You know what I mean? And people thought he was going to be anyway. I'm surprised his brother, brother Costas, isn't better. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, so speaking of soccer, are you finding that uh, there's more demand for uh, breaking soccer? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got a, a – a small following, but out there, there is big demand for soccer cards. And if I had to take a guess on that, soccer was very under underappreciated while everything else was booming. You mm -hmm. can still get like immaculate soccer for like four hundred dollars a box, four or five hundred. You could still get Prism for. A, I was selling Prism the year before for like ninety five or a hundred dollars. You know, and finally people caught wind, like, hey, these guys are superstars worldwide. Right. Yeah, everybody's paying thousands of dollars looking for a Zion unproved hero. <laughs> you know, he hasn't proved himself in the NBA league. Yeah, these are superstar autographs to be found in this soccer in these soccer boxes. Yet they're very cheap. You know, yeah. and I think once that caught wind and it started spreading, now soccer boxes are very expensive again. They they skyrocketed. Oh so, yeah, sure. They went way up. I'm gonna ask a question that I think one of the viewers had asked. Okay. Uh, was there um, anybody famous that's walked into your store? Um, Chad Michael Murray is the most famous. Um, I, do you guys know him? He's from One Tree Hill, an actor. I don't know if you know him or not. He's kind. He does like those. You ever watch those Hallmark Christmas movies? Yes. Um, that your wife makes you watch or your girlfriend, um, <laughs> which, to be honest, I secretly like because they're so corny. <laughs> it's like so telling all right he'll get with her at the end and well i gotta move back to new york all right i'm getting sidetracked but um anyway chad michael murray is uh in some of those he's like that and he's been in other movies i think that romeo and love or something he's been in some feature films as well but he's probably the most famous uh jared dudley's dad came in looking for his cards one time oh cool um <laughs> basketball player um and that's about it. There's Michael Jordan, believe it or not, I'm from Wilmington. I grew up and born and raised in Wilmington. And Michael Jordan, he wasn't born there. I think he was born in Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn, New York or somewhere around there. But anyway, he grew up in Wilmington, North Carolina, went to high school there. But um, anyway, there was that store I was telling you about earlier where all the prices are super high. Right. Apparently, he used to go, Michael Jordan used to go over there and check out his store from time to time, but would never come over to mine. I was like, geez, I'm like literally right down the road. Come over to mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> he never would, though. Michael Jordan's in, Wilming in and out of Wilmington all the time, though. He has, a, from my understanding, he has a house at Eagle Point, awesome golf course, Landfall, another nice oh. golf course. He has, like, houses throughout Wilmington. So, apparently, he comes down there, but he never visited my store. I was always hoping he would. So, but, yeah, nobody terribly famous, I guess, comes so in. We have a, a question here. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm partially regretting to ask this question, or I'm not going to regret to ask this question, but Scotty T wants to know, what was your honeymoon, according to you, and not your wife? Ask Chris what his honeymoon was, according to him. <laughs> oh, yeah, going to Dallas and breaking sports cards. <laughs> I look out there. <laughs> I was like, hey, babe, this is a nice honeymoon. We're going to Dallas and doing a million card break with tops. This is nice. <laughs> did you guys watch that, the million card break in tops? I did watch it, In yeah. Dallas? Yeah, we did that. That's when COVID just was getting mentioned. We were on planes and people were kind of putting masks on. And I was like, what is people wearing masks for? <laughs> Come to find out, that was, it was in that February, right before March when it started getting kind of silly. That was last year. But um, we, we got married in November and uh, we were supposed to go on a honeymoon. And then COVID struck and then we kind of been like 
put postponing it. So eventually we'll have to do something <laughs> that no, she's not sure. counting the Dallas million car break as our honeymoon. <laughs> you know, what's funny is tomorrow. I just realized this now tomorrow is the one year anniversary that my company, everyone in Canada was ordered to go home and work. Uh, home. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Start doing zoom and all that. Yep. Yeah. We're still, yeah. I'm still working from, we'll still be working from home at least till uh, well for a while, for a while. Let's yeah. Fall and anyways, but um, yeah, this is a really interesting um, hallmark. I'm to wonder if people are going to have to go back to work if they get used to working from home. They might just like stay home. <laughs> That's your new job. It will happen for some. I think that'll happen for some. Yeah, they just I, like we don't need you here. <laughs> I definitely want to. I definitely want to work from home. Uh, it's way better. Mm -hmm. I get to see my kids more, my wife more. Well, yep. my wife gets sick of me because all I do is talk about cards. She sees right. it for real, like how much I'm into cards. Like she'll walk into my room and, and, and my meeting will be over. And like, I need to think and I'll take a 3,200 count box out and just, just go through cards. It's like, you know, right. I'm here. you can come talk to me. <laughs> you can pay attention to me every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Kent. Sure. Uh, so Chris, um, you know, being a, an industry veteran like yourself in the hobby space for so many years, you've seen a lot of things happen and, and there's been a lot going on throughout throughout the years. Mm -hmm. What would you say needs improving, or that, or if there's anything that still kind of annoys you to this day about the hobby? Yeah, I was reading that. I was, I was trying to think of something like if I, like people have asked me that before, and like what annoys you're asking like what annoys me in the hobby? Yeah, if the only thing I can really think like back in the day, there was a few things that would like bug me about the hobby. Like um, you would. Uh, obviously this doesn't occur today but back right, in the right. day believe it or not you would be uh to get allocation for certain products say national treasure and stuff you, you were kind of like needed to order a good amount of some product that they were 100 percent was going to go below what you paid for it you know what i mean so you kind of like man do i really want to pick up all these cases just so i can get this extra case here you know what i mean and that was annoying to me like i was like dang it i'm gonna have to sell all those at a loss just to get this case that i think i can make something on you know what i mean to have fun with but um nowadays i mean it's hard to get the product so that's kind of annoying <laughs> in itself like at a decent price where you can charge a decent price it's kind of a hard but um um i was thinking i can't think of really anything that really annoys me so per se like i think about like man this should definitely change the only thing i can think is maybe product based you mm -hmm. know trying to get product at a decent price to offer to your people at a decent price that's probably the most annoying thing okay excellent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um going into another question how does it feel to know that many online breakers and even some lcs's have modeled and or followed your style of online breaking. How does that feel for you? That I think that's pretty. Actually, I've ha I had several breakers back in the day. They would tell me that they started or they got the ideas, you know, like breaking and stuff. And I've always thought it was really cool. And to be honest with you, the hobby has grown so much. And it's not because people were watching me. Maybe some of those earlier guys, there's guys out there now that break like 10 times what I break. You know, they got crews breaking and they're just jamming all the time and, and great for them. But it, they, they're in, in turn like creating this uh what is it this uh, audience that it, uh, goes out and they tell people about cards and it's like this big family almost of people that are in the card business like this big family and the more people that are in it the more people that see it and the more people that like it the more people it brings in because they tell their family and their friends and their grandkids and you know what i mean and it creates this big thing so to me people that had always told me like hey yeah i saw you breaking back in the i own card store and stuff or people that had started because of me i think that's really really cool it's amazing how big it's got because like i say when i first started i was like the only one <laughs> that I think I was the first one that ever had someone like buy a box, 
literally trust in me to open all their packs and ship them the cards. Like they bought it from a website. So it was pretty cool. And nowadays it's common like to have that done. Like tens of thousands of people had that done all the time. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool. I like it. Awesome. The hobby has grown. It has. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, to, just to respect your time, Chris, because uh, we're getting it to about an hour and 15 minutes now. Okay. Um, I want to ask one of the questions we normally ask towards the end of a show with, with our guests. Um, in, in general, what inspires you? Um, I would say, I was uh, saying in the beginning, it was, uh, if anybody, it was my mother, which passed away in 2009, believe it or not. Um, but she was like one of the only people when I would come up with my ideas, she would always back me and just support me and say, oh, that's going to work. Oh, that's really going to work. And when I told her about my card store idea, she was like the first one looking up glass cases to oh, put in my store. She was buying them. She was going to do that for me. And I was thinking other people, friends slash family didn't think it would work. They're like, ah, you do that for like six months. You'll be out of the game. You know what I mean? This is back in 06, you know, but she's, she's always just been like really, really, really supportive. And she just happened to pass away in 2000, early 2009, right before it started getting really bigger and bigger where she could see it kind of like going into what it is today. So um, as far as that, I would say she was probably, Card related, she was, and life related, I should say, probably my biggest inspiration. Nowadays, I'd probably say my wife. Good answer. Good answer. Right there. <laughs> Good answer. Right there. She's right there. <laughs> you got to say your wife or she'll beat you. Ain't that right, babe? <laughs> um, I'm just picking with her. She's right there. <laughs> All right. So, but yeah. I would say that far as carbs are concerned, she was the biggest supporter of me and it inspired me to like want to be do do good things and things, you know? So, and I think most parents would say they're most fan, most people would say their parents are a big supportive of her. So, but that's well, that's <laughs> thanks for sharing that with the, the audience. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Um, we're at the hour and 16 minute mark and I want to respect your times. I know you probably yeah. got lots to, of packing to do. So I want to, first of all, I actually came home. I'm at the do it in the morning. <laughs> okay, in the morning. I'm at home at a laptop. So. Nice. Um, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come talk yeah. to us. Um, we're relatively new to the YouTube game, and mm-hmm. you, I want to thank you for bringing people to come watch our channel. Um, I already yeah. can say I love what you do. I like how genuine and inspired and motivated you are. Or we mm-hmm. both appreciate that. We definitely want to have you on again in the in the future. We'll probably have. Sure. Uh, a theme around movie quotes and breaking some boxes or something like that. Something like that. We'll, we'll figure out something fun to do. Cool. But again, Chris, thank you so much uh, for hanging out with us. Yeah. And Chris, yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate you having me. It was fun. I had a good time. Really. I just want to close, close this uh, segment by saying, can I say to you, Chris, that uh, from the people that I've heard and are seen who've written about you, Mm-hmm. is that you're one of the nicest people that they've ever had the pleasure of meeting in the hobby industry. And I, and I feel the same way. So thank you very much for coming. Oh, on. Thank you. I appreciate that. Kent. Thank you. Thanks guys. I appreciate it very much. So you I had a good time. Out. I enjoy talking about stuff like this. <laughs> uh, we appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. You can okay. hang out in the back. In we're going to, we're going to oh, end the broadcast and uh, oh, okay. uh, yeah, just give it a few seconds. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. <laughs>